Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Do a quick test, test of goals. Test, test, test. Welcome to the best life. All right, we're recording. I'm gonna, I want to leave that in. Leave that in, Courtney. All we're, right, <laughs> leave in our our, our jingle of test. <laughs> um, something I've been doing lately is watching South Park. I have to talk about this on the show. It's so did, funny. Did you even know it was still around? I don't, uh, I, I don't think they're making new episodes. No, they are. And <gasps> they are so good. Are they? Well, at least from, I want to say 2022, unless they stopped in the last oh, okay. year. But I've, I've been basically watching. South Park is fucking hilarious. I've been watching since like 2016 up to today and all the pandemic episodes and the election episodes. And it's so funny. I was like, this show is a lost treasure. It is genius. <laughs> it is genius. It's literally how they do it is so genius. And I don't forget where I was like reading, but they're able to get away with a lot of the things they get away with because it's cartoons. I was going to ask and say, how have they not been canceled? Because yeah. some of it is very... Because it's like a edgy. cartoon saying it. Yeah. I think that's how they've been able to get away with it. Although I do think the... Um, I forget the names of the um, creators, but I think they've gotten... They've definitely gotten like a lot of heat over the years. Like, I mean, South Park's been around for like, what, 15 years? I mean, it's... Oh, I think... Uh, since 97 or 96 holy shit yeah, so like 25 26 years wow yeah and i i when i was younger when it came out i i wasn't allowed to watch it i was like in high school maybe or middle school or something and i only remember like mr hanky the christmas poo and kenny dying yeah. and i don't remember it being a lot of uh political uh, political yeah. or day-to-day stuff i don't know if that switched maybe it did um i was actually googling today about chef because i noticed chef hasn't been on in a long time and if you remember chef he was the the chef at the school and apparently there's some controversy over whether or not he left because they did he was a scientologist and they did some episode about making fun of scientology mm-hmm. and they were like they said that he's been fine making fun of Muslims and Mormons and all these other religions all along. But as soon as they picked Scientology, he wasn't happy about it. But his son apparently said, no, that's not the case. He had a stroke and he couldn't make a decision, but they think somebody higher up in Scientology made the decision for him. And then he passed away a couple uh-huh. years later. But I thought that was also Damn. very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, Well, you know, it is one of those things where I think even if you were watching it as a kid, you probably wouldn't pick up on a lot of the yeah. political commentary. So yeah. it probably was, we, you probably just weren't able to pick up on it as much because a lot of it is just like it's not the main focus it's like a sidebar or something that they'll say and like you're and you have to catch it it's so good though i know it's brilliant i um i haven't really been watching that much tv although i did just watch um the bridgerton it's a do you did you watch bridgerton Uh uh-uh um i love the show it's um shonda rhimes show um and it's like it's you know i love a good period piece yeah it's like 1700s in britain but it's all like updated to be like very much there's like white characters there's people of color there's black characters like and it's really cool and they're all in this like very like renaissance period yeah so it's a really cool show but um this is they had their third season it's called queen charlotte it's good nice yeah it's a little spicy they mean they show like a whole full-on sex scenes i think which is my number one requirement for a show oh yeah i mean 
I'm not going to watch. Keith's like, watch this movie. I'm like, how much sex is in it? <laughs> like, literally. Uh, Shonda Rhimes, wasn't she the writer of Scandal? Uh-huh. I think she was. Yeah. yeah. I love that show. Yeah. So, she's so talented. She's very good. I might have to check that one out after South Park. <laughs> It's South Park cool. is nice that you don't have to think too much. You just like, when you want to turn your brain off and just watch something funny. But it is really smart comedy, um, which has nothing to do with the topic today. We got a DM and appreciate this. Y'all, a couple things actually before I go into this. So excited. Courtney and I have been working on this and I've been working on this for years actually. Finally, it's it's available. We've talked about it before, but I made it have a URL so it's really easy. If you like our shows, and a lot of times people will DM us and say, hey, I really love this show. would love to know if you do an episode on XYZ. You know, maybe more episodes on relationships, more episodes on communication or body image. And we talk about food obsession and that a lot. So we have, we categorized all 300 80, however many episodes we are in at this point, into four or five different categories. And they are all located on a Spotify playlist and a download, a PDF download. So you can find them wherever you listen to your podcast. So if you go to thebestlifepodcast.com slash playlist, you can get that. And I am so excited about it because figuring out how to get the thing to go to thebestlifepodcast.com slash playlist took a lot of Googling on my part and I was really proud. <laughs> I actually put in some HTML code. I figured it out. I feel like a badass Damn. and now it's available. There used to just be some link you had to click, but now I can tell you in words the link. So that feels Wow, great. look at you. Yeah. Took about three weeks. <laughs> wow. You must have an online business. You must know how to do digital business. You know. It is funny to me though when someone wants to do like online coaching and they're like, but I hate social media. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Or they're like, I'm just so bad at technology. Okay. And I'm like, I understand. Yeah. Believe me, I wasn't good either. I used to make myself, I used to set my timer on my phone and I'd be like, Jill, you have to sit here and click around on this fucking software for 30 minutes. I love that. Cause you know, when you're not used to sticking with something and yeah. trying to like figure out tech, you have no patience. No. If, if it doesn't, if you can't figure it out in five seconds, you're like, I can't do this. I want to hire someone. So I made myself just sit there and look at shit and look at tutorials and do all the things for, th- now my brain works that way. Yeah. But yeah, dude, if you, you need internet business, you need to figure this stuff out. You do. I, the hard part for me is sometimes not having the vocabulary. So I know how to redirect a domain. That's easy. But the domain slash playlist, oh, yeah. I didn't sub-domain. know what that was yeah. called. No, subdomain is the prefix. So oh, so it, it would was, be like. It's called a slug, which I didn't know. Oh, that's right. So I was like, I don't know how to type this into Google because I don't have the vocabulary for what I'm trying to do. And I messaged a friend of mine who's tech savvy. And I said, hey, do you know how to do this? I want it to say slash playlist. I said, I know what a subdomain is. That would be like playlist.thebestlife.com. Yep. And she said, oh, that's called a slug. I'm like, okay, that helps. So then I went I on GoDaddy. I like remember that when I was blogging. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. So anyway, sometimes the hard part is, is you know what you want to do, but you don't have the words for it because you don't have a technical vocabulary. Yep. So anyway, all that to say, go to thebestlifepodcast.com slash playlist, download our playlist. There's also a cute little thing on there where you can like pick the episode, the things that you want to hear more of. And so we can curate the content for you so there's more of that stuff and oh like that's cool so it. they can actually like check a box yeah. and say okay cool, that's really cool yeah so and if you like them all check them all but if there's things you like more in particular then we can then we can find really curate. cool guests yeah. that can also provide more info on those topics too 
Yep. Look and at us doing more guests lately. I know. I'm really we proud of us. More guests. We're being the guest life. Um, <laughs> and funny enough, the topic that we have the least amount of episodes on is money and abundance mindset. And that's actually what this topic is going to be today. Wow. So we had Julene from Spokane, Washington message us. She said, I'm curious how you and Jeff or Jill and Keith handle money decisions. Both of you aren't married, but obviously found your lifelong partner. So do you have a common bank account? Who pays for dinner? vacations, groceries. It seems more and more people are living committed, but not married lifestyles. Just curious how you both handle money. And I thought this was a great one. Um, it's been something that's evolved over the last few years. And I'm actually curious about you as well, having this conversation and just the general conversation about people. I think she's right. I think more and more people are living committed, but not married lifestyles. And so I think it's also a very like personal to each couple. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely open to sharing how we've evolved. It's definitely changed even the last six months, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So, well, I think it's a little different. I think actually, I actually know a lot of married couples that don't have joint accounts. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think we talked about this before, but I know when you were married, you guys did have joint accounts. Eventually. Right. We were married like six, seven years before we did. Right. We never did Mm -hmm. joint accounts. We talked about it like, okay, let's put some money aside for like, you know, big purchase or investment property or whatever, but we never did it. Um, But I think a lot of married couples now are keeping their expenses separate, to be honest. And so I don't know if this is necessarily like a, you know, committed, but not married issue or just a general conversation around, but I could understand how, like, if you're feeling, if you're not married, I feel this, I feel the same level of safety in my relationship that I would if I was married though. You know what I mean? I think some, for some people, once you get married, you feel like there's an extra layer of safety, which I mean, there, you know, there could be for you. Um, but I feel just as safe as if I was married. It kind of feels the same way, you know, in terms of, because with my marriage, we didn't have, um, shared accounts. Um, so we do everything separately. Um, it sort of just depends on, cause I make more than Keith. And so sometimes we're not always splitting everything 50, 50. It's, it sometimes just depends on like whose idea it is, who wants to do it versus who's just kind of going along. Mm-hmm. Um, for, but for most things we split 50, 50, I'd probably say 90%. How did the conversations for you guys start? Cause I, I don't know if you yeah. guys had a conversation, but I know we did. Like we kind of had this moment during the pandemic where we're living together. I'm like, we need to talk about this cause now we're actually kind of living together. So. Well, and you guys are working together too, mm-hmm. which also I feel like is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, we, did we have a conversation? I think the main thing that we were, yeah, we've had conversations because we also have different tastes. So for example, like Keith would be fine living in like a cardboard box and, you know, down by the beach, not paying anything. Or for him, he doesn't mind, you know, if we travel somewhere, he doesn't mind like sleeping on someone's couch that we know, whereas I'm not going to necessarily do that. So I think we've actually both compromised, to be Mm -hmm. honest, on terms of like how much we'll we'll spend on something. So we sort of agree before we make a purchase. So if it's going to be like travel, yeah we agree on the Airbnb and feel like, okay, does this feel like something both of us can swing? So is it like, do you feel comfortable spending this much? And then do I feel comfortable, you know, staying somewhere that like, maybe I I would stay at somewhere like, I mean, if it was up to me all the time, I'd probably stay at like a really nice fucking hotel. But Keith really likes Airbnbs because he can cook and he's way more into cooking and not necessarily to save money, but for more like health reasons stuff. Whereas me, I would just buy all my meals out, you know, so I'm a little bit more, um, what's the word? Like just more 
like free with money, you know, and I think that's just entrepreneurial. Like we think about, okay, yes, I want to spend money to make money. And we kind of have that mentality. He's a little bit more in a fixed income mentality. So I think it's a little bit different for him. So we usually agree on the big things. Okay. Do we both feel comfortable paying for this? And if it's something that isn't something he would necessarily want, I will happily pay a little bit more. Um, like for example, our place in like, this is pretty much the, the one big example is we have a place at the beach and it's really pretty expensive. And for me, it was really important that we had somewhere that had like good lighting yeah. that I could like was conducive to work. I could do more videos there, do, do photo shoots there and actually like save money, not having to rent, uh, you know, studios and rent different Airbnbs and stuff like that for events. Um, and so I was like, I know this is like kind of outside of our budget, but I want to make the leap and I'll make up the difference yeah. was essentially how we kind of talked about it. Um, but other than that, we are pretty, it's actually good because sometimes he'll bring me down a little bit. And it's like, we don't need to stay at the four seasons. And I'm like, you're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. And so, yeah, I think for, but I would say 90% of things we, we split 50, yeah. 50, but you know, we don't really have a conversation around like, I know some people in relationships and I'd be curious to how you feel about this. Some people, I don't know, I I know some of my girlfriends like hide some of their purchases Mm -hmm. from their partner because their partner doesn't like when they spend money. And both of us are very free with like, I think if you do keep your finances separate, it's none of my fucking business. You know, I might be like, wow, you bought a lot of clothes this week, but he could say the same thing about me. Yeah. And so I think it really comes down to respecting each other's, the way that you spend money. And also both of us are pretty responsible. I think that would be different if like one of us was like really irresponsible with money. That would be a, a huge wedge in the relationship. Yeah, definitely. I think that things happened kind of organically in that the conversations came up as they needed to. Yep. So, you know, when you're dating, you're just like... When you also like, don't want to assume how you're, uh, like that you're super serious when you're just like dating for a whole right. month. You're like, so let's talk about our finances. Yeah. Like it needs to be the right time. <laughs> totally. And I think it didn't come up for us until we were in an Airbnb together and the pandemic happened. And then suddenly we were in that Airbnb for four months and we're like, I guess we live together now. (laughs) So maybe we should talk about this because prior to that, it was kind of similar to you. It was like whoever's idea it was, then they pay for the thing. Um, I bought my own food when I was out, he'd buy his own food and we never really had to buy groceries together or anything like that. And so pretty soon we were merging a lot of things and we actually had the conversation because, because we started doing some work together. So Jeff started helping me with find the money project. And that was actually the first time we, he brought it up cause we started, he was helping me with a lot of the back end, And then he said something about splitting the launch. And I was like, Hmm, I don't know about this, this is like my, my baby, my business. But then we started working with another client and I was like, it was actually someone he brought in. And so he was cutting me in on 50, 50 there. And so I was like, all right, well, I want 50% of that. Uh, I guess you can have 50% of this. So it was kind of one of these things where we were getting paid and then either he would just pay me the 50% or I'd pay him the 50%. And then we still had our own money. So it was kind of weird because we're like living together and the money is coming to both of us, but we both have it in our own separate accounts. Yep. Um, and I have, and, and so we kind of decided that any of the things we were working on together, we'd split 50, 50, and then my stuff is my stuff and his stuff is his stuff. And so same thing as far as, you know, like if I'm buying my own clothes or if I'm going on a trip and doing something that's, that's on me. Um, and as far as expenses go, when we came into the relationship, I didn't have a car and he did. And I had just been Ubering. I'd lived in LA. I sold my car. I want to say about a year into it because I was 
really traveling a lot and getting more parking tickets than worth <laughs> than what would cost me an Uber to get around town, which I wouldn't drive very much. So I didn't have a car for a long time. He did. And so I kind of just turned into like I used his car and it was it was paid for. But recently um, we just got it. We just got a car, but he's been paying for that. And it kind of was something that he said he wanted to take on. So that's you know, that's like his car, but I, we both share it. And there's a few things like that, that he, he decided he wanted to take on the responsibility of. And it was just more of like, Hey, I want to provide this. And I'm like, please feminine masculine. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Kelly. I'm like, yes, you can go for it. Yep, Good um, receiving. Yeah. And I'll let you, and I will appreciate it. Um, and as far as like food goes, it's interesting. I was doing a lot of meal, um, maybe the last six to 12 months, I was doing a lot of meal service. And so I was paying for the food and just making making dinners. But then we go out to buy groceries and it's kind of like whoever gets their wallet out first. I don't know. Mm, we just kind of go, we go back and forth on that. So we don't really grocery shop together. Um, he's just, he's way more about cooking than mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. So he, we get butcher box each month, which is great. Yeah. And he pays for that because for him, like it's, he wants to have protein on hand. He also probably takes, I don't know, he probably takes about 30% of it on his own to make for work that I don't eat. So, but then we eat a lot of the stuff together at home. So without really discussing it, if I'm at the grocery store, I'll buy vegetables. I'll buy like stuff for both of us for dinners. The thing that I think like I tend to eat out more, if we decide to get takeout or we decide to eat out, we split it 50, 50. And if I'm just like grabbing something like a grab kava or grab a salad or something, and I'll get him one without asking him. Cause I'm like already there. And I'm like, I'll just grab him one too. I don't ask him to pay me for that. That's like of my own volition. I just want to be like, nice. I'm just going to grab you something. And if I ever felt resentful of that, I would just stop doing that, you know? So it's kind of like you have these, um, I don't know, I guess they are unspoken, but again, I think we're, and maybe you feel the same way because maybe you guys have similar ideas around money. So it's kind of like easy to just, you don't ever feel sort of resentful or like one person's being irresponsible and you guys are both contributing and both you guys are working so hard. Like when you're all, when you're both doing the same thing you kind of want to I don't know it makes it easier I feel like to manage the money yeah I think so too and food is an interesting one because it's not there's no like cut and dry like she asked who buys the groceries and I'm like sometimes I do sometimes I think this is a great question and not to cut you off but I think I think this is probably a little bit more of a, I wouldn't actually even say this is married versus not more so I think this would be like homemaker versus person working Mm -hmm. so I'd be interested you know for someone who is maybe a homemaker, full-time mom, obviously you have to have that conversation about like, hey, I'm literally not bringing any money, but I'm also saving us on daycare and I'm being home all day with the kids, which we know being a mom is the hardest job. So it's like, there needs to be a discussion there. So I would be interested in maybe that side of things. And you know, I'm I'm sure that works for a lot of people. I would actually, I I don't think I could do that. Not because I couldn't stay home with the kids, but I think not making my own money, I would have a hard time with. Well, that's actually, so what's changed recently, what, what I was Um, kind of alluding to at the beginning was so we had this client for the last two years and we were you know both making money and we we actually cut that relationship so a lot of my and and if y'all haven't noticed for myself I kind of stepped back from a lot of my personal brand while my mom was sick and then just last year just kind of I don't know floundering still still a little bit floundering and so I haven't been making as much money this year Um, I've been coaching off and on people will reach out to me and I have some clients here and there and then I've done some coaching for um, some of my friends and their their masterminds and things like that but I haven't really been bringing in as much especially at least not consistently and so 
I haven't had as much money where, you know, he's like, Hey, you want to go on this trip? And I'm like, Oh, I can't really afford it. And it was funny because he, we went out with some friends, uh, had drinks a couple, like maybe four or five weeks ago. And he's having some really good deals and success in some of this real estate stuff he's doing. And my friend asked me, she goes, so what are you doing these days? And I basically was like, Oh, I'm living off of savings. And, and then we left, he goes, babe, it sounds so terrible if you saying you're living off of savings and I'm like, I'm having a hundred thousand dollar a month. Like, what are you doing with your girl in the house? <laughs> I'm like, well, it's not what I meant. I'm like, she's asking me what I'm doing for work, like to generate money. I think that's yeah. what she means. It's not like you're leaving me hanging, but I would say more recently, he's been taking care of a lot more. So we're going on. Did a, you guys have a talk about that or no? You haven't really, um, we have kind of, um, it, it, yes. And more recently than, like probably in the last two weeks actually, because it was kind of just happening already, but I felt like it needed to be addressed, mostly because, and you know this, where we have this big trip coming up, we're going on a wedding, going on a trip to Greece for a wedding. And there were some additional expenses coming up and I was like, I don't know how much I could swing this. And so, and it's my friend's wedding too. And so, you know, I was bringing it up to him. And so he's really been basically taking care of all of that. And prior to this, Generally, like you said earlier on vacations, whoever's idea it was, that's kind of like who would pay for it. I would say for the most part, if there's been any trip that he said he wanted me to go on, he just would take care of it. If there's a trip I wanted him to go on, I would take care of a good chunk, but he would probably pay for his own flight. And then maybe I'd pay for the room or something like that. Mm -hmm. So lately though, and it's been uncomfortable for me, quite honestly, um, to, cause I don't want to like ask for allowance or ask for money or something, but I'm also like, Hey, there's expenses coming up and I'm not sure how much I can cover or at least where maybe I would want to cover his side. I'm like, I can only cover myself. So you're going to have to cover yeah. yourself. And he's been offering to pick up the slack or even cover my side. So it's been an interesting shift. And I think it's tricky. And this actually happened in our marriage a little bit toward the end was when we were both working um, as entrepreneurs versus when he had a job, it's different mm -hmm. when someone has a job and they get the consistent paycheck when you're both, um, when you're possibly both entrepreneurs and both have maybe fluctuating income, it can be like a little bit tricky, especially yep. if you're in like a downturn. So yep. yeah, I've been in this space recently where I've been like, um, yeah, I'm not like your, your month is looking better than mine. So can you take care of this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I actually want to validate that. Um, uh, because entrepreneurship is that way. It's very much like, and, and both of you guys are entrepreneurs and, you know, Jeff is someone who's really passionate about entrepreneurship. So he's constantly having irons in the fire, new ideas. He's meeting people like he's networking, um, his hands on a lot of different things. And so there are going to be months where he's absolutely crushing it or you're crushing it. And then there's months where like, maybe it's just not, and that's, that's any digital business, you know, that's just going to be that way. When I was married, I remember, Jade was starting um, Metabolic Effect and like he didn't have that much money coming in and I was the one with steady work. At that time I had a corporate job still. I was doing a lot of personal training and so at that time I said, you know what, just... I'll just take care of the bills. Like that was pretty much it. So I could take the heat because I just, you know, we're married and I guess this is maybe Julianne's, you know, question. When, you, when you're married, you kind of know that, right? You're kind of like, hey, I know we're in this for the long haul, right? So you think, and then you go, so I don't mind covering us for, you know, however long, because I believe in you and I believe in what you're doing and I, I want to support you and yeah. whatever. I'm the one with the job and just like having a paycheck come in so I can cover our expenses. And that went on for, several years actually. And Jade would, my ex-husband would pick up just like 
groceries and dinner, I would pay all the bills. And it kind of worked out. It wasn't exactly even, but it worked out fine. And then at some point when he was like making good money, I'm like, all right, so let's have it. Now we'll have a discussion again. What does it look like moving forward? Can things be a little bit maybe more even now? And so, yeah, I mean, I think every couple is going to be different. You know, some people feel more comfortable with everything being exactly split. Other people are willing to have things maybe be 60-40 at times or 70-30 at times. And it just really depends on, you know, and it also depends on like how willing I feel like the person is to be like, I got this. You know what I mean? I think if I was like that and I was like, I'll get this or I'll pick this up, you know, coffee or lunch or something. And then I had, then I was with someone who wanted to split everything 50-50. I would then, yeah, then I would want to be that way too. It's kind of like the give or take book by Adam Grant. It's like when you notice you're with someone who's more of like a matcher, you become a matcher, right? But like, like I think I'm naturally probably more giving and probably Keith is probably more giving too. So when you have that, it's like, it's not a big deal, you know? And so, and for the most part, he like lives below his means. And so everything's, you know, and it's entrepreneurship versus not. So he always knows how much money he is coming in. And there is a little bit more um, flexibility with his job because as a fireman, he can pick up overtimes. So he never wants to feel like he's dependent on overtimes. Whereas a lot of guys will like, be like, I'm covering my entire family and I, you know, live and I need to pay my mortgage. And so I need four overtimes this month, but Keith will be fine if he didn't take overtime, but if he wants to make extra cash or we we're putting in money away for right now, we're putting money away for an investment property. So he's like, yeah, maybe for a year, I'll just buckle down and do a shit, like work a shitload of overtime yep. and get a, you know, a big chunk of money. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we have to look at that. Like that might be something that you want to do. So there is a little bit more of a, I don't say a fixed ment, a little bit more of a, what's it, what's the opposite of fixed income mentality? Growth? Growth income mentality? <laughs> is that a thing? I don't know. Whereas I think as an entrepreneur, yes, yeah. you have months where maybe there's not as much money coming in, but yeah. you always know, and this is why I'm so passionate about, it's not what we're talking about, but I'm so passionate about what we do and branding because mm-hmm. branding is the foundation of your business. It's like an ATM. If you turned up on social media right now and you're like, hey, I'm doing five VIP days like coming to Vegas, spend the day with me. We're going to do a deep dive on your business. It's going to be, you know, 2,500 a person. You would fucking fill that because you have a brand, right? Whereas not everyone gets to come online and immediately put an offer out there and get sales because you and I have been doing this such a long time. That's why I'm really passionate about it. It's kind of like a, what's the word? Kind of like a um, on-demand ATM a little bit. I hate to say that because it makes it feel like it, you know, it's not a person who's buying it, but in a way you could put an offer out. So really the only, (laughs) the biggest ceiling in a business, especially a personal brand business is how much you want to work, Yeah, you know, because you can literally be putting out offers every fucking week, but you get exhausted and launching and stuff like that. So you're really just limited with like your energy is more the limitation than anything. Yeah. It's so true. And I actually, this is one thing that's been making, um, budgeting so we we've been needing to move we were supposed to leave our house next week and then the the homeowner said we could stay longer but we've been looking at places and it's like it's funny because we were working with i guess the realtors and they go, well, what's your budget and we we're just like i don't know <laughs> because some months are their months are so different so yeah. it's we've been having this conversation of what is comfortable to us and what would be uh reasonable and what would also feel good because because we also work from home, yep. we're like, maybe we want to spend a little bit more to have something nice more space. here. Um, but the other part is, okay, and also how much is reasonable to spend? And if things are not the best, if it's like a bad month, what does that look like? Would this be stressful or not yeah. stressful? So it's interesting to try to figure that out too and go like, what's our, like, what's the best budget for what we want to have versus, mm-hmm. 
you know, potential worst month case scenario and potential best month's case scenario. Yep. So I don't know. It's very interesting. It is interesting. And that definitely throws a wrench in it a little bit, the entrepreneurship stuff. So one of the things we started doing at JillFit was we started not looking necessarily at monthly revenue. We look at quarterly revenue, which is like, okay, cool. We know we have like a quarterly goal because some months are just like lower than others. Yeah. And then the launch months obviously are like way more. So that's just because I think sometimes people are try to try to come online and have a personal brand business and try and treat it like a job. And I'm like, you just can't, yeah. you can't have the same expectation. And I have a lot of people like, I need to make $10,000 a month. And I'm like, and it's like three days before the end of the month. They're like, I need to sign two clients. I'm like, why, why do you need to make $10,000 a month? You could make 15 next month yeah. and make five the other two months. You know what I mean? It's like, so the quarterly thing I think helps to feel a little bit like, all right, we have a quarterly goal. Even if we have a low month, at least we know we have something planned. And the, and especially when you have a business like we do, you can launch something Yeah, like once a quarter. That's definitely doable yeah. versus every fucking month. No, totally. I feel like when I was doing at least more find the money project because it was more of a launch model, it had to be more like a quarterly thing. It did. You have to ramp up. There's all of the challenges. There's blah, 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 clo- cart close, and you can't do that like monthly. It's and then just, you just never going to give it you, out. <laughs> yeah, it's never going to give you the safety and security that a job yeah. is going to give you. But obviously there's other, also no other job where like you can double your income overnight Yeah, in a year. You can so triple true. your your revenue in a year. So true. I think- No job's going to do that. I think it's interesting too. We, we've talked about getting a joint account, um, mostly to do shared expenses like rent and car right. stuff, but we haven't. We just end up- and I think kind of like what you said, what you did with Jade, where you paid the bills and then he'd pay the extras. That's my marriage at the beginning. That was how it was because he already had a house. He had things that he was already paying for. So I was like, I'm not going to come in here and pay half when you're already paying it. So then I paid for the vacations. I paid for the food. I paid for just the extras and all of my money went to extras. It went to remodeling the house. It went to painting. It went to vacation and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think it just kind of depends on where the relationship started. Because a lot of times it just does kind of fall organically. And then you're like, hey, I've been noticing you picking up this. Or you get to where maybe you start feeling uh, maybe resentful because as you spend more and more time together, somebody might be spending more money and that's when those conversations come up. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a great uh, question and something to think about and talk about, especially because for me recently, this has even been like a, a changing conversation. Yeah, for sure. So, and I think it will continue to be a changing conversation. Yeah. There's a lot of different variables, right? There's like entrepreneur versus not, there's mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, stay at home, homemaker versus not, you know, there's, there's a lot of different and things like to consider. Kids and totally. if you're like co-parenting, you know, if you're divorced and yep. it's like who pays for the kids clothes and who pays for the kids activities. I mean, there's yep. a whole lot of things that come into it. And so, yeah, we've just fallen into a groove and it's just, it's very fluid, you know, like I think we just bought groceries yesterday and he paid for all the groceries yesterday. And sometimes we're at the grocery store and I'm paying for all the groceries. Yep. So yeah, it just kind of depends. Yeah. Whoever pulls out their wallet. <laughs> sometimes I'll just stand back, you know? Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Kelly, we're practicing. <laughs> so anyway, hope this was helpful curious about how y'all do it um and definitely put you can post this in the facebook group well actually i have a question one more question for you do you feel like it's you're not as committed if you keep your account separate no i i actually feel like there's some safety in it because to your point earlier what you said about people hiding things that they want to buy i feel like there, I feel if at the very least, everyone should have separate accounts, even if they have a joint account. So my ex and I, we did finally get a joint account, but we also had our each individual accounts. And I think that's really important for your own autonomy, just to be able to, I don't know, if you want to stop at Starbucks or just 
I, whatever you need to buy, I don't want somebody nitpicking or looking at like, what did I get at Target or something? Even if they don't care, it just feels like an invasion of privacy in a weird mm-hmm. way. Like, I don't want somebody to see all my little purchases. It just, yep. it just feels like that. So I don't think it is. I think that having shared is great. It might be actually helpful for bills like the house and, and maybe if you put a percentage in, but I think having your own money is really important. Even if, even if you are a stay at home mom and your husband works and pays for everything, I think that honestly, this is my opinion, but I think he should put money aside to have you in an account just for you that Mm -hmm. you should have Mm -hmm. access to. I think it also just helps with not being stuck and like feeling stuck. So if you need to get out of a relationship, if things are bad, that you have your own money and that you don't need to be hiding and shuffling. But that's, I don't know, that's my opinion. Yeah, I just, I could see, I agree with you, but I could see people saying like you're you're not, and because like that's sort of what Julianne mm-hmm. said is like you're committed but not married. Mm-hmm. So people could say, well, you know, or do you have one foot out of the door? You know, if you're not willing to combine your accounts. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, I just I feel like I agree with you. Have their own, or, I, or I at least their own credit card or something. You got to <laughs> yes. hide some stuff somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've I've definitely been in relationships where, like, just boyfriends where, yeah. um, they would d- definitely get upset when I spent money on clothes. And this is when I had zero fucking money. I remember my boyfriend from college. I was making like twenty three thousand dollars a year, and I would save up for months to go to the Nike outlet and buy like one top that was like forty percent off. Off. And I remember he would just get pissed, but the, he, we also had like different, like different, you know, mindsets around money, but I would like hide the bags in my trunk and like take them out when I knew he was going to not be there, you know? And obviously I don't want to perpetuate anything that's going to make me feel dishonest or lie, but yeah, I think I'm sure a lot of people deal with that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody needs to have a little bit of their own money and I agree, you know, just it makes you feel more confident, I think. Yep. A lot of things. Anyway. Love it. Well, thanks for the question. And um, yeah, if you guys like this episode, let us know. If you have not left a rating or review, we would definitely appreciate that. Wherever you listen to the podcast, leave us a five-star rating and a sentence or two about what you like it. We have not gotten any more in a couple mm. of months, although I have not looked. But actually, I think we, I think I did look, but uh, nothing less than a five-star though. Yeah, five-star. If it's less than a five-star, DM us. <laughs> We're, now we're going to get a review that says they only want us to leave. It's a five star. <laughs> we're kidding. I'll be honest. All right, y'all. Well, we'll see you on the next episode. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.